This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. So the Democratic Alliance has threatened legal action to challenge the decision to release, and I use the word release in inverted commas, the former president, Jacob Zuma, from having to serve any more time in prison after it was announced that his sentence for contempt of court has been remitted. Last month, the Constitutional Court dismissed a bid to overturn the Supreme Court of Appeals ruling that it was unlawful for the former Correctional Services Commissioner, Arthur Fraser, to grant medical parole. Mr. Zuma was released from prison after serving just two months of a 15-month sentence for being in contempt of court in 2021. Let's speak now to um, the legal analyst, uh, Benedict Pires. We continue our legal theme of our show this morning. Good morning to you, Benedict. Thanks so much for talking to us. Good morning, TT. Lovely to be on the show. Let's talk about uh, the prospects here and in terms of uh, the grounding it seems that uh, in essence here, obviously, what seems to um, has have rubbed those that uh, detractors of the wrong way is the timing of the announcement of uh, this uh, um, of remittance of sentence that it just now happened to coincide with the day that Jacob Zuma was due to go back um, to prison. That in itself surely cannot be something that the basis for a legal challenge. It may, you know, it may be. I don't know, seems cynical, but can that be necessary? Does it make it unlawful? No, the timing in and of itself does not make it unlawful. Um, And I do concede that it does look suspect, you know, that Mr. Zuma is the first beneficiary of this presidential remittal uh, that was afforded to over 10,000 prisoners, or at least 10,000 prisoners, as we know. But the timing in and of its own and the fact that he's the first beneficiary uh, cannot um, be, be the, the basis of a challenge. Of course, Mr. Zuma and the Correctional Services Department would have been in communication around how he's to present himself at Escort Correctional Facility in order to give effect to that SCA judgment uh, and what the arrangements for that would be. Uh, obviously, obviously, when the program, the remittal um, uh, dispensation got announced by the president or it became an effect, I'm sure Correctional Services would have told him that He's actually entitled to this as well, forming part of the category of those 10,000 prisoners, so we told. So that can't be the basis. Uh, the other basis would, you'd have to say that the president made some kind of an unconstitutional decision in remitting the sentences of these 10,000 prisoners. And I'm not sure how you could do mm. that, given that that's a power that falls entirely to the president that he can, uh, you know, um, uh, utilize at his discretion. And this wouldn't be the first president yeah. to remit prisoner sentences. I think each president before in the new constitutional dispensation has remitted presidents. And I think this 10,000 number might just be one of the smaller numbers uh, when these remittals have actually happened. Now, when it comes to, uh, I mean, if we then accept that uh, the president acted lawfully, then does the matter around the National Commissioner not uh, stating what the situation would have been had there been no, um, this, uh, as you say, the remittal of sentences then, does that arise? You know, because um, it has been pointed out that he did not explain what would have been the position had there been no announcement of a remittal of sentences. No, that, that doesn't arise, and it becomes moot, because what was required from the law, what was required 
as the SCA put it, was that Mr. Zuma had not completed his sentence and he must go back to escort correctional facility to do so, which was done. I, I, I take that it was for a few hours, yeah. um, but that was done. He went to escort correctional facility to complete his sentence. Um, and, you know, the time there was because of this remittal. Um, so the commissioner doesn't need to explain any further mm. uh, whether he would have kept Mr. Zuma longer or shorter or whatever the case may be, because the remittal actually overtook events, uh, if you can put it that way. So we've entered really the, 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 the realms of politics rather than the law here in this case. Yes, I think certainly what the president has done is taken a political decision. I think uh, there are valid concerns about overcrowding in prisons. Uh, and the problems that that creates. Um, and, you know, we are told that that's something that has been under the under consideration for a few months. Uh, that So that was always going to be a political consideration. Uh, and if you take Mr. Zuma out of it, um, you know, <laughs> what the president done is, is important for the criminal justice system. I think the criminal justice system doesn't need to keep people who are not dangerous, who have been rehabilitated, uh, or who are out on parole and at the end of the period of their parole and have shown that, mm. uh, you know, they can participate and be, uh, you know, reintroduced back into society. Uh, you know, that's an important component of the criminal justice system. And it's important that a president be able to exercise a political decision in that manner. It just so happens that Mr. Zuma forms part of it. Uh, but I don't think we can do much about that. Benedict Piri, as always, thank you so much for your perspective. I enjoyed it's a pleasure. Much appreciated then. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.